Hello, and welcome to the Coastal Church Audio Podcast. In this weekly podcast, you'll be inspired and equipped through the power of God's Word to live an overcoming life. And now for this week's message. If you have your notes, it says there, everyday work can be a tremendous catalyst for spiritual growth rather than a diversion from our spiritual life. We all spend majority of our days at work, some of us all day, some of us half the day, some of us work too much, um, but we all spend a lot of our, our weeks and our time and our hours at the workplace. So that's why this morning we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about what the Bible says about work, because we spend a lot of time there. So I think it would probably be worth learning about what the Bible says about it and how we can grow and how we can live our faith at work. Because we want to don't, we don't just want to come to church on Sundays. You've probably heard this lots. And then as soon as Monday hits, we kind of check out again, then come back on Sundays. We want to keep growing through the week. And so we're going to talk a little bit, a bit, a, a bit about that today. Whenever you ask people, um, I don't know if you, I had a lot of conversations when you say, how's it going? A lot of people respond like, oh man, work's good, so I'm doing really good. Or man, work sucks right now, so life's hard. Or man, I'm so busy with work. I'm stressed because I don't have a job. Or my job is making me stressed. Who's ever talked and had conversations like that before? All the time. It's like the first thing you ask someone, that's their response to you. So obviously it's a pretty big part of our lives. And um, the Bible has some things to say about it. We're going to talk about a few of them. They also give us some, some role models and how we can base our lives off of. Whoever, who knows that a lot of you know that Paul was a tent maker. He also started the early Christian church. Props to him for doing that. Uh, he's a big part of who we are today. Um, probably shouldn't say props to him in church, but I did. I'm a youth pastor, so I, I talk to youth all the time. When I talk to youth, they usually give me, when I'm sharing at different places, youth usually give me a 30-second window before they decide if I'm worth listening to for the next 20 seconds or not. I think you guys uh, maybe hopefully give me one minute, then you'll decide. Give you a bit more grace. Paul repeated many times to the early church, he said in 1 Corinthians 4.16, I urge you to imitate me. He challenged people to imitate him. And he, was, he, not, he wasn't just in full-time ministry. He worked and supported himself as well. I was thinking about uh, tent makers, and I can't really come up with someone that does the same thing now. But the closest I come up with is at my dad's store, they make canopies and things like that. So they, I, think, I think I've been a part of that, and my dad's a tent maker, a modern-day tent maker, selling canopies. Um, he didn't just support himself he also supported those around him paul worked really hard and so we can we can learn a lot from paul he says this in philippians he says join with others in following my example brothers and take note of those living according to the pattern i gave you so we can just look at paul's life and he it's such a if you if you read a lot of the new testament you'll know that those 13 books that paul wrote that he put a lot of time into sharing the good news but he also worked really hard so it's okay if you're working hard and you're also living for jesus that's a good encouragement keep following after what paul did uh, a few examples one of my biggest role models for work is when i think is is my dad who's here today um my dad worked really hard, but he had always had time for us growing up. He never missed any of our soccer games unless it was for another one of my brother's soccer games growing up. Um, that's true. And he coached all of us, but he taught, he taught me how to work hard, and he taught me how to do my best at work no matter what I was doing. 
And my grandpa taught him that. And my grandpa's here today too. So there's a lot of us McAllisters in the house today. Um, and my, and they're both a big part of my life in teaching us how to, teaching us as Christians that it, we can work hard. That's what it's all about in a lot of ways. Well, I'm going to read this verse. It's in your notes. We're going to read it all, okay? If you're, if you think just we put in short scriptures, we put in long ones too in the notes. Let's go. Here we go. Second Thessalonians 3, 6 to 15. We're reading the message, okay? So it's a little bit more relaxed in how it talks. It's my, my style. I'm pretty, my teachers always said, Landry, you cannot write essays how you talk. And I still haven't quite got over that yet. Let's read. Our orders backed up by the master, Jesus, are to refuse to have anything to do with those people among you who are lazy and refuse to work the way we taught you. Don't permit them to freeload on the rest. Wow, that's nice. We showed you how to pull your weight when we were there with you, so get on with it. We didn't sit around on your hands and expecting others to take care of us. In fact, we worked our fingers to the bone, up half the night moonlighting, so you wouldn't be burdened with taking care of us. And it wasn't because we didn't have a right to, to your support. We did. We simply wanted to provide an example of diligence, hoping it would prove contagious. Don't you remember that, that rule we had when we lived with you? If you don't work, you don't eat. And now we're getting reports that a bunch of lazy good-for-nothings are taking advantage of you. That's pretty harsh. This must not be tolerated. Then command them to get back to work immediately. No excuses, no arguments. And earn their own keep. Friends, don't slack off in doing your duty. If anyone refuses to obey this clear command written in this letter... Don't let him get away with it. Point out such a person and refuse to subsidize his freeloading. Maybe then he'll think twice, but don't treat him as an enemy. Sit him down and talk about the problems as someone who cares. Woof, that's in the Bible, if you haven't read that before. Don't you get annoyed if you've ever at your job and there's someone that just doesn't work as hard as everyone else? And you're like, come on, man. And they're just slow. I, that annoys me. That is the first thing I, I pick up on saying we can go and sit them down and talk to them about it as a person who cares okay so the problem is hey it's in the bible i'm telling you so it's okay to work hard god created work right from the get-go god was working for six out of the seven days when he created the earth and the seventh day he rest so it's not okay to work hard and never rest but god worked and then right when after he created adam and eve adam what did he do right away god put him to work in the garden he had, I think, one of my favorite jobs. He named all the animals. What a great job. I wish I had that one. I don't know why he got, where he got some of the names from, but he did good. So it's okay. So sometimes we can get uh, an attitude that work isn't okay. No, God gives us work, and he fills us with purpose, and we get fulfillment in work. We need to work to eat. But it goes well beyond that. That's what we're going to talk a little bit about today. It doesn't just stop it. It's good to work hard. God created work. And it's just so we can get fed and we feel good about it when we're at the end of our day. Whatever your job is, you feel good. And it goes beyond that. If we move into our, our first point, our work is our mission and opportunity to fulfill a higher calling. We don't just have a job or career. Rather, we have a calling or a purpose. Our jobs and careers may change over our lifetime, but our calling is without repentance. God puts you in your work situation. God knows your job right now, or, or if you don't have a job, he knows that you don't have one. God puts each one of us, he gives a calling. 
I tell the youth this a lot. We talk about that he gives gifts and a calling and something specific for you wherever you're at. And that, that does not exclude the workplace. If you're thinking I was going to be easy on you today just because I'm younger, I'm not. I believe that those, these five days out of, the, out of our seven-day week are not just a time that we just shut down from what God has for us. Because the purpose that he gives us as Christians to walk out our faith does not stop when we enter work, when we clock in. He wants us to check in at work. That's when we get to walk things out. And our purpose and the dreams that God gave you, they don't need to wait until you get that perfect job. They don't need to wait until you get, now that I'm finished university, now that I'm finished high school, then I can start doing these dreams and plans that God gave me. Now, when I get the raise, when I get the six figures, when I get the car. No, God's purpose starts wherever you're at, the job you're in right now. If we even simplify it a little bit more, God wants us to know him. That's what we're here for, for relationship with God. And he wants us to make him known. So if you're like, I don't know my purpose at work. Well, this is to show God's glory, to tell others about him. That's where we can all start. Some of us, when I uh, was talking to, I get to talk to the youth most Saturday nights. And sometimes I've told them once, well, if, if your friends and your peers don't know that you're a Christian, that's a good start. It's to tell them you're a Christian. Then we'll work our way up from there. So at your workplace, if your, if your peers and your coworkers don't know you're a Christian, you could start there. And then we'll work off from that. We can start simple. But we got to start somewhere. Because a purpose starts at work. It says in Romans eleven twenty nine, For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Our purpose doesn't change just because we lost a job or changed careers. Does that make sense to everyone? God's purpose remains in every, any job you have. We can list all the jobs. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you're a lawyer, you're a mechanic, you're a bus driver, you're a barista, you're a salesman, you're a teacher, you're a nurse. God's purpose is still there with you at work. It's to be salt and light in your workplace. And that's a big challenge because some of you may be thinking, Landry, you don't know my workplace, man. You don't know, man. It's tough. It's tough. You, you're telling to be salt and light and to live out God's purpose in my work, but you've never been to my work. You should see what goes on there. Well, someone's got to go there. Someone's got to be a light in the workplace that you're in. That's why God put you there, probably. And you're the right person for that. Not the next person, not a Christian who's maybe stronger than you. You're the strong Christian that he put there. So you can do it. You're in your workplace for a reason. I love being, um, hearing stories of people that are in workplaces that are just challenging. Um, Chris's wife, Christy, she works at a, at a workplace that she's there just to tell others about Jesus, that it's not known uh, to be a Christian there. I had, had lunch with, with Kent, who's here today, and he's saying, man, sometimes it's challenging, but I, people know me for, for what I, I don't do because I believe in Jesus. And I think that's awesome. That's salt and light right there. When I, I walked into a job site once, um, I used to work labor sometimes for construction sites. I was with my brother, and we walk, 
And in one site, it was like one of the worst sites I've been on in a building. It was a gong show. But in our workroom, sometimes guys put up posters that aren't, just aren't the best, you know. We don't need to get into it. And they were just all over. The, it wasn't just like a few calendars. It was like you couldn't even see the wall in the workroom. I was like, this is actually crazy that someone spent like so much time doing this. It's like they wasted half their day. Um, but then after, after one day, I, me, I told Brennan, I was new on the crew. And I was like, Brennan, we got to take this down, man. We've got to take this down. So we took it all down. And, uh, and I think one of the other employees thanked, thanked Brennan later for doing that. He wasn't a Christian guy. He just said, thanks for doing that. But that's what kind of thing we do. It wasn't, I didn't do anything special. This was trying to live God's purpose at work. Our call, your calling will stay with you wherever you go. You cannot run it. You cannot run it. Or job hop away from it. The purpose that he gives you can be done wherever and does not need to wait until further on in life. Ephesians 4.1 says, lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. A few of you just need a reminder this morning when I was praying that you need to remember that God's called you and he doesn't overlook your job situation right now. That he knows your work situation and he wants you there and he put you there and he's so excited that you're there. That he's called you. To be his salt and light in your workplace. And if you've just needed that encouragement this morning. So I hope you receive that. My friend Ben, he worked at a restaurant. And uh, he's, pretty, uh, he's a pretty outgoing Christian guy. Um, outgoing in general. And every morning he'd come with the word of the day. So he'd come and all, none of his uh, fellow co-workers were Christians. And he'd come with the word of the day. And he'd say, he's so going. If you knew him, this is exactly what he'd say. Who wants to hear the word of the day from the Lord today? So he'd say. I was just talking on the phone. I'm like, let me get it right. He's like, who wants to hear it? I got a word from the Lord. I read it this morning. He'd say things like, don't be anxious about anything, but pray about everything, guys. This is how he'd say it to his employees. And Ben, he's, he's hard not to like. So everyone just was like, that's great. Next morning, who wants to hear the word of the Lord this morning? And he'd share the word of the Lord. And he'd do this all the time. But he didn't do it in a way that, that was preachy. He didn't pull out his Bible. And, you know, guys, I need everyone to sit down. We're going to hear the word of the Lord this morning. He made it fun. Some of us need to make Christianity fun in our workplace. Be the fun, awesome Christian that's so contagious. Everyone's like, man, you're so awesome. Why are you that awesome? That's the easiest segue ever, right? You don't say, yeah, well, yeah, I guess it's because it just, I am. <laughs> That'd be a fail. One day, Ben, he, he had an opportunity, a girl at his work just was like, he would say this word of the day every day, he'd try to. And one day in point, he said, man, I got a bad headache. She had, she had a headache. And Ben said, well, can I just pray for you right now? Who's ever done that in your workplace in front of everyone else? He said, can I just pray for you right now? And she said, well, okay. He's like, just right now. I'll just lay my hand on your shoulder. We're just going to ask Jesus to heal your headache. Nice. Hey, it's a good challenge. So he prayed for, he prayed for her and her headache went away. Pr- pretty great story. Hey, just because he stepped out. He just prayed. It's sometimes not that complicated to step out. It's just really simple, but we get caught up in, I don't know what everyone will think. Man, this could get silly. Man, God does the rest. We just need to open our mouths sometimes. Then God shows up and just pray for people once in a while. 
Don't be the per- Oh, I got some Tylenol in my pocket. You should take that. Pray for him. <laughs> then give him the Tylenol afterwards. Sometimes we can w- wait for divine opportunities in our work. Like, man, when Pastor Dave asked me, when, when he asked me to work for the church, then I'll start walking with God and going in his fullness. When that day happens, then I'll know. Then I'll follow the plans. Man, if, if all of us waited for that, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be getting a lot of places. We don't need to wait for divine calling sometimes. A dove to land on our shoulder and the heavens to part. To know that God, that God has a plan for your life, right? That in your workplace, that he just wants you to every day live out for him. Which is awesome. You can do it. We can do it. My workplace is, I work for the church, so it's a little easier for me. Brad and Chris sometimes need a lot of coaching from me. They share my office. I have to pray for them. And when I, I'll tell you my story a little bit. Uh, before I became wor- to work here, I worked in Australia. That's where I met my amazing wife, Abby. It was in Australia. Um, and I worked with an organization called Youth with a Mission. And before that, when I left high school, I didn't really know what I was going to do. But when I got down to Australia, I just, God grabbed my life in a real way. I knew God, I was a Christian, but he grabbed my life. And I got a purpose. Because I'd just been wavering on my purpose. I didn't know what I was supposed to do or why, you know, what my calling was. But God gave me a purpose when I was down there. And that was just to make him known and to know him. And when I came back from Australia, um, it just was an amazing time down there. God did a lot in my heart and I, I... I remember I met with Pastor Dave one day. I didn't go to this church. Um, my parents had started going here, and it was in my, my month off from Australia. And I asked, I said, this is, this is an amazing church. This is a big church. This church is doing well. I don't get why you don't have a youth worker here. It bugged me. I, I, was, I said, we, we need you Because I grew up in Vancouver, and there wasn't a lot of youth groups for me to go to. So I didn't go to one. Um, I went to other, other stuff, and... Um, and then we kept meeting and as, as we kept meeting, we, we, I, I really felt God putting a need on my heart to serve at this church and to work here. And the craziest thing was when we started meeting and, um, we decided that I would work here as a youth pastor. It wasn't, it wasn't, I got this huge word from the Lord. It wasn't a big, um, I wasn't walking along and a plane overhead drove by and it said, Landry, work at Coastal. That's what you're supposed to do. Some people wait. It's like, I'm just waiting for that confirmation. It just was a need. We needed youth. We needed good youth groups in the city. It drives me nuts that youth look for better things to go to on the weekend because churches aren't doing having the best parties and putting on the best events. It drives me crazy because we should be putting on the best events. That's why we do that at Coastal. We have a great church that does that. And so it just was a need for me. And God put that on my heart. I was like, I, I, got, I got to do something. It was a need for David. So he went and killed Goliath. He saw the need. So he killed the giant. Joseph heard about the need. So he interpreted the dreams. And look where it got him. Some of us is just answering a need in your workplace and the needs all around you. It's very obvious. 
And we just need to answer the need and go for it and make it happen. Let's go. I, I'll, I can talk forever about that. Let's go to point two. Our work is our, our environment for spiritual growth. Church, life groups, and morning devotion are all key pieces to growing spiritually. But it is in the workplace that we have the opportunities to put into practice our Christian lives. Without that, we are living our spiritual lives in a vacuum that produces stunted growth. Like I said before, it doesn't make sense to hide your faith. Put it on the back burner for eight hours a day and five days a week. It's in the workplace we get to walk out our faith. The stuff that we learn on Sundays and the things we read about in the Word... Practicing patience, humility, self-control. That's when we get to walk it out. That's when I get to walk out. A lot of my faith is in the workplace. That's our, our prime opportunity to show and reflect God in the work. I'll tell you a story that helped me learn this. When I first got hired by Coastal Church. This is a funny story, so you can relax. Um, I, I was working with youth, but then a few hours a week... I was the maintenance guy. And Pastor Dave, he loves keeping this church clean. If you've noticed a clean church, thank Pastor Dave. He's the man for that. And so I would clean the bathrooms and downstairs every Friday. And man, I got good and fast at cleaning. And I'd always, obviously I had to clean the women's bathrooms too. Which I didn't have a lot of experience doing. And I thought, well, I'm just here to work with youth. And I would go in the women's bathrooms, which I think are sometimes dirtier than guys. We can talk about that later. But I didn't... And as I started cleaning, I noticed in the stalls the silver boxes, the women's sanitary boxes. And I, no one told me about those. Youth guys, you don't know what I'm talking about. We can talk about it later. No one, it wasn't in my job description about those boxes. And I was like, I was literally like, are you kidding me? Did you, do they know my role I had in Australia? I was a leader. I was a big time leader down there. Why am I doing this? And God, I was, and I just always would be like, I didn't love, I didn't love it. Obviously God didn't, you got to love that. But I knew that, I knew that I had to do it. Someone had to, and it didn't matter what I was doing. I was just serving. I was serving my pastor. I was serving my boss. I was keeping the church clean, which is God's house. So it's okay. So man, I scrubbed those girls' bathrooms. I did it quick though, quicker than the guys. So sometimes we can, you can be discouraged, man. Do you, you can say, do you have any idea the, the degree I have and I'm doing this now? Who's ever thought that thought? Who's ever gone to work and go, you don't know the experience I've got. Why am I doing this? Do you want me to pull out my resume again? Did you not read those five to ten pages I wrote for you? That's not what God wants for us. He wants us to serve. And to learn and to grow and to practice the fruits of the Spirit in our workplace, right? We don't want to skip over that. Let's let's go out. 
in high school, I'll share, when I was in high school, this is what I felt I did a lot when I was looking back, is sometimes we can go to work and go to our areas and just, we cannot represent God like I was talking about, not practice, not grow. I felt in high school, I would check, check my faith at the door. Who's ever done that? I've done it. You cut in your workplace, you just check it at the door. God probably doesn't like that when we do that. God, I'll just catch up with you later. I'm just going to work. Just going to school. I felt I do that in high school. I never want to do that again to places I go. I want to bring Jesus right inside with me. Right inside. Number three, our work is an avenue of worship. It says in Romans 12, 1, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. God gives each of us special and unique gifts and abilities. The gifts God gave you are for you. You may have heard that in Sunday school too. That God made you special. Your mom told you that too and your dad maybe. But God gives each one of us gifts. And they're specific to you. And they're particular for you. You may think someone else is better than this than I am. But God gave that gift to you. So you're the best at it. And what he has for you, what he made you good at, and with the character that you have, no one else can beat you at that. It's not a competition, but God gave that specifically for you to be used by you to give him glory. So if you're not going to reflect his light with the gifts he gave you, we're not using them for the right reasons. And some of us, we've got amazing gifts. We've got amazing talents, amazing abilities. And we've just been using them for ourselves and to get higher in the workplace, to gain that respect we've always wanted to, to get the status that we've always wanted to. But God just wants us just to say, thanks for giving me this ability. And I just want to give you the glory. Thanks for giving me all you've given me. I just want to praise you with that. I want to be the best at it. But then when people encourage me, I want to say, that was God. He gave me that. I always get so encouraged when at the Oscars or at a sports event, when someone wins big time and they go, all praise to God. They quickly turn on the music before they get too far along. But they say, God gave me this. I love that. It kind of irks you sometimes when someone's really good at something, the best at something, and they just, they gloat it. They take it. God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble, right? So our workplace, whatever you do, if you're a barista, you be the best barista in town. You barista way. And everyone who says, man, you're good, you say, hey, I love it. I want to serve you. God put me here to serve you. If you're a teacher, you become everyone's favorite teacher. Because God put you there to be the best teacher around. The gifts that he gave you. If you're a salesman, you just sell everything in the store. Say, so everyone says, how'd you do that? I don't know. God gave me this gift to sell. They're like, we want you around. You're going to get, you're going to rise up quickly if you sell everything in the store. It doesn't matter what we do. It doesn't matter what our title is or if we don't have a title. We need to praise and reflect God's glory through everything we do. And that's tough sometimes. I'm saying this really just coming out of me and you're like, man, that's way tougher than you're saying it. But we can do it. God's put us there to do it. 
So we can, we can reflect him. If it's so, we boil it down. Man, if God gave you something, might as well just thank him for it. We, we can't take it all for ourselves. We, he, he gave it so easy to do that. And it, but it's also so easy to take it for, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, I know. Well, right? Right? Isn't it easy just to take those? Well, thanks. Yeah. Well, how about that raise we were talking about? We can, we can use it for our own advantage. God just wants, when we give him back the glory, then you'll notice the blessing come. When we give him, then you'll just see things coming in your life. I love that God puts different one of us in different, different settings. I love that. I love that some people are doctors and I'm not. Praise God for that, actually. Isn't it great how we all have unique things to give glory to God with? So this week, I hope that we can be encouraged by this. I hope we can be encouraged to become the best at what we are just to give glory to God. Tell the person on your left, you're the best. Tell them that. Say it to them. Tell the person on your right, you're the best at what you do. That's good. You got to compliment each other. If you haven't heard that all week, you heard it at church. You should always hear it at church. It says in Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, do your work heartily as for the Lord rather than for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. It is the Lord Christ whom we serve. Doesn't matter what we do, let's work at it for God. When I was in Australia, I got put on the gardens crew. I never gardened, but I was in charge of all the gardens. And we had, it's like a campus. And I was not happy I got put on the gardens. Not happy at all. Because I was, in my, I was working my way up the leadership ladder. And I said, how is this going to help me? And we had a worm farm. And I had to take care of the worms. But my leader always told me, she just would, we would get in these heated battles. I'm like, why am I dealing with the worms? Why am I wasting my time with the grass and the weeds? She said, Landry, when you learn, when you learn to work with the little God's given you, he'll bless you with the rest. And man, that did not come easy for me. (laughs) One day I released half the worms. I'm not even joking you. We had fridgefuls. I said, set them free. So they're doing no good here. Let's get them in the gardens where they'll do some good. That was not, that did not help me in my lesson. But I learned through that experience that it doesn't matter what, I, what we're doing, what I was doing, we give glory to God through it and we serve because it's him, really, who's going who's gonna to judge us and he's going to encourage us. It doesn't matter what our title is, or what, if we don't have one. I didn't have a title. I was, I was the gardener. I was the worm-taking-care-of guy. But I was doing it for God, and that encouraged me, and I learned that. I think some of us just need to be encouraged today, just to, whatever you're doing, don't be encouraged, because you're, you're not getting encouraged every day. Don't be discouraged. But you're doing it for God, and he's, he's watching what we do. And he loves that you're doing it. And he's so proud of you for sticking it through some of the hard times at work. He's so proud of you for sticking it through, for representing him in your workplace. He sees you. 
I'm going to show a quick video. And it's going to help wrap up what we've been what we've been talking about. I think you guys will enjoy it. Then we'll move on. So if we're ready, we'll, we'll show that video. Work. Most of us spend over half our lives at work. Whatever it is you fill the nine to five with, planting crops, building cars, taking care of patients, teaching students, or running a business, work is where most of life happens. For some, work is a drain. They dread Monday mornings, forcing themselves to struggle through because they need the paycheck, while many times feeling trapped and beaten down by their job. Some people love their work. They're good at what they do. It energizes them. It's a place of security, a place to chase dreams, desires, and success. At work, they find fulfillment. We often forget to connect our faith to our work. We don't consider the reasons God may have us at our job. We don't think about the purpose and meaning we could bring to our work. We simply focus on how it makes us feel. But what if we saw our work as an opportunity to worship? As Christians, we are called to serve Christ with our lives. For a few, that means working as a pastor, a youth minister, or a missionary. Others serve the church by teaching children or singing in the choir. But when Sunday is over, most of us return to our jobs outside the church. For us, our mission is in the marketplace. We may not be the kind of missionary who moves to the far regions of Africa, but around the conference table, around the water cooler, around the cubicle, we have an opportunity to worship the God who created us. He gave us skill. He gave us passion. He gave us work. When we do our jobs with excellence and integrity and diligence, it's an act of worship. We are displaying God's craftsmanship to the non-believing world around us. We are earning the right to be heard. We don't see a divide between Sunday and Monday, between the sacred and the secular. We've been invited into parts of the world that a pastor or traditional missionary will never see. We have conversations with people who would never set foot in a church. Whether we love or dread our work, we choose to turn the focus away from ourselves and toward the mission God has for us. Church is not the only place we worship, and Sundays are not the only days in our calendars that have meaning. Every day on Mission for God brings us great joy. Like the heroes before us, we can be modern-day Noahs and Josephs and Peters who are called with a purpose. God has designed us. He created us to work and to worship. For us, work is worship. Thanks so much for listening to the Coastal Church Audio Podcast. We hope that today's message has inspired you to live a life fully devoted to following Christ. Be sure to check out our website for other ways to watch, listen, or share this message. For more information, go to coastalchurch.org.